Our world never stops moving, changing, evolving. Every day, we go about our routines. Work, home, family. But who are we? Who am I? You think you know your beautiful wife? Your adorable kids? And who you work for? But what if you don't? And the truth, once you knew it, would change everything. Interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 230, and tonight we are talking about Extinction. Tonight's a very special episode. It is a very special episode, not only because we're doing a (laughs) Netflix movie about something called Extinction, which is kind of scary and terrifying if you think about it, but Sam is on location at a very unique place. I'm not going to get into the details as to why, but there is an adolescent in the same room with him playing Fortnite who won't go to bed. He's actually doing field work for us, for a special (laughs) we're going to do next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would actually be close if he was playing like Call of Duty, uh, yeah. whatever the Black, yeah, World War II so. one or Battlefield Five. Um, yeah. Instead, he's playing Fortnite like every other preteen in the planet right now. So, <laughs> I am Sean Alred, jo- Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Don't make your biometric weapons easy to hack, Jimison. Hey, hey, and uh, <laughs> and Sam. Remember, while under attack from an alien invasion, don't go to the roof and scream for help with flashlights vector. <laughs> Didn't we learn that in Jurassic Park? We, you know, flashlights bad. Oh, I thought you were going to say Independence Day, but okay. well, that that too, I guess. Yeah. But um, but Sean, just so you know that that if if I were to kill you in, in a style of this movie, it would certainly be with one of the uh, the crazy laser infinite. Um, uh, Infinite ammo guns that they had. Okay. Um, yeah. I was kind of partial, actually, to the um, the the weapon of the on the train. I thought that was actually kind of cool. But where did that? Come? Yeah. The weapon ex machina. Yeah, because you see the butt of the train and it's not there. Yeah. And then also it just shows up <laughs> in in poorly rendered CGI, of oh, course. That that last scene of the movie. Oh, the CGI was so bad. 
It it actually kind of made the whole movie just a little bit worse for me. I think well, they were free maybe to finish it. Maybe they yeah they ran out of money or something because it was or they just because everything is is shot in the dark. I mean even like the um, the spaceships are at night and at a distance yeah. so you don't really see them very well. So there really isn't a whole lot of CGI happening. It's mostly practical effects. Um, until that last shot, and I was like, "That's kind of bad." Oh <laughs> my gosh! That's that's like PS3 level CGI but, happening here. But I do have to say the the quote unquote alien outfits. Yeah, I, I liked them. Oh, they looked I neat. They didn't looked they? pretty good. Yeah, they looked really cool. Though they made weird noises for some reason. They made like predator clicky noises and yeah. squeaks and beeps that didn't quite make sense as to the. Maybe it was the air exchange or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I I don't know. There, there's okay. Andrew, tell me what this movie is so I can complain about it. A father is plagued by dreams of loss, but his dreams turn out to be more prophetic than paranoid when the planet is attacked by an off-world invasion. As he fights to protect the people he loves, he discovers he has a hidden strength that can keep him and them safe from harm. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so this movie is your it's got your Michael Pena, who uh, we know that guy is the kind of the comic relief, which in a movie full of comic relief, but he's hey guys, a, he wants to go on a rocket ride, guys. <laughs> 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 There's nothing we can do about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, it's just nothing we can do about it. Um, uh, fun factoid: Pena is Spanish for pineapple. Uh, spelled the in same. You're curious, so Michael Pineapple. Spell, spelled the same: P E N A. No. Oh, I, was, I thought it was P-I-N-A was pineapple. It is. Okay. All right, fine. What of it? So Michael Pena, we've seen him in other um, uh, cheap secret movie movies. He was in Shooter. Uh, he was the guy that was helping out Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I think that's the only movie that we've done that he's in, I think. Um, but we, of course, we've done Ant-Man? Uh, we didn't do Ant-Man. Did we do a spoiler cast for Ant-Man? I don't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, he's... Hilarious in that movie, though. Both of them. Oh yeah, he's great. I don't. I don't think we ever got around to that, man. I just. Um, I just don't remember. As an individual movie. Yeah. Um, but he's good in it, and he's good in a lot of other movies. And I'm looking at his. I think this um, is the first one that I've seen where he's the lead character, though. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I forgot he was in Fury. Um, the tank movie that I really. He was in Fury. Yeah. What was he in Fury? I don't know. Is he not? I don't remember the character. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, Logan. Yeah, he he was Trini Gordo Garcia. He was one. Huh? (laughs) Sam, that guy's kid's killing me. Throw a pillow (laughs) at him or something. Uh, Um, in American Hustle, he played two different characters. He played Paco Hernandez. Can you get more of a (laughs) generic sounding Mexican name? And Sheik Abdullah. There we go. I guess if you're brown, you can play both Mexican. And you race you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I I wanted to see End of Watch, but I never saw it. Um, but Battle for Los Angeles. I did see that. Yep. Um, shooter, of course, and a bunch of yeah. other stuff. Uh, God, he's been acting a long time. Gosh, I forgot how long he's been. Um, anyway, so I like Michael Pena. I think he's actually a really good actor, and I think he's actually really good in this movie. Um, Lizzie Chaplin plays his wife, Alice. Um, I know her. She's familiar. Uh, 
Yeah, um, I mostly know her from Mean Girls. She was Janice. Because I got a big uh, lesbian I, crush on you. I know her from uh, Now You See Me Too. Yeah, Now That's You See Me Too. Yeah, she was in Cloverfield also. Um, which I think Cloverfield actually just got on Netflix. So that might be fun. It did, yeah. There's a mini series called Das Boot? There is. There's a mini series, an eight episode mini series of Das Boot, which is the sequel to the 1981 movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of cool. Well, I'd like to watch that. And she's in it. Um, With a prequel called Das Slipper. <laughs> das Sock. <laughs> um, uh, she's been in a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry about that. I didn't hit the didn't get the cough button in time. Um, and, and Sam would know her from the league. She was in the league. Um, anyway, so she's the wife. So this is, um, yeah, Michael Pena and Liz Chapman. They have two two daughters, and um, you know he he lives a fairly you know kind of what you would consider a normal life. You know, he has you know wife and kid and job, and he's up. He's an uh, you know he's a trying father. He keeps messing up on some stuff, but he keeps trying really hard and. Um, just doesn't quite, you know, the kids are, he's a disappointment to the kids and blah, 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 right? And he keeps having these dreams, right, where he keeps seeing these things that are, you know, this attack and, and stuff, and he's, you know, it freaks him out, and, and you know, he tells his boss, who is um, uh, Luke, Cage. Luke Cage, and uh, he's like, yeah, go to this place, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll check you out. And he goes to the place, and, he's, and, he, and then he, and he's like, mm, this doesn't seem right. And there's a crazy guy in the lobby who's like, we're not crazy. They're going to erase your memory. And that kind of freaks him out, right? So he goes home, and then the invasion starts. And so, oh, he's right. So, you know, he's, he's, it's like that trope where if you're going crazy and no one else is, are you going crazy or is the other world crazy? You know, it's kind of a thing. And so because he was right, um, and I like his character because he's clever. I like clever characters, right? Like, Mm-hmm. He's not just a typical. Now he has a little bit of foresight on his on his side, a little bit, um, which we learn out later it isn't. But that's not the point. Um, but he's able to subdue one of the attackers, and, uh, and like and Sam mentioned earlier, like they're 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 invaders from space. Like we see them come down and they launch an attack, um, and they're they have like really cool space suits with like green bubbles on them, and they've got these kind of neat guns that do seemingly have unlimited ammo. Um, maybe Did anybody else expect there to be those guns could also go through anything. Yeah, that's true. That was fun. That was it, it gave it an extra bricks and walls and, it, and but it gave doors an extra and, um, element of danger. Yeah. 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 What were you saying, Andrew? I was just gonna say, did anybody else kind of see what was gonna happen there with those alien well we're we're gonna get to the big thing in the minute the big flip the big twist the big the big reveal in a second but i want to kind of set the scene if you've not watched this movie and i will say this for a for a netflix movie and it's parked on imdb with a a 5.8 um some people didn't. I mean, only thirty thousand people have reviewed it, so I. That might, I don't think it's a very widely viewed film. Yeah, again, it's only a Netflix movie for a Netflix movie, and this actually was intended to be released in theaters, and then Netflix bought it. I think probably because the the studio the bomb. 
No, not bummed, but I think the studio was like, hmm. Well, and the director hasn't hasn't done much other, you know, as far as directing goes. He's only done three other films. Yeah, so it, 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 yeah. it maybe that's what it was. Here. So we have one person who's AFK. <laughs> oh, I hate those people that are AFK. Um, does that does that does that even still apply? Because he's probably not at a keyboard, right? He's probably using a controller. So wouldn't it be AFC? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So, so my um, point, my point is, so I'm, I'm building this scene. All right. So you got this again. I think you should go watch this movie though. As, as uh, was my point. So, so you got this these aliens and they're attacking, and, and he's able to um, um basically figure out that this gun is biometrically um, controlled so that only the user can can activate it. And um, and then he's able to hack it with a piece of wire and then use the weapon, which I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, he was he was clever and he realized you know, a couple of things. And, and, and the key to their survival was just him not losing his mind, that, that he was able to kind of keep focused and do what he needed to do. So I'm... I'm 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 totally with you there, right? And then we have the big reveal. So I'm ready to talk about the big reveal. Let's, anybody else? Sam, Andrew, you want to talk about anything? Is the setup before the reveal? Well, no. Other than the fact, I felt like he was more of a janitor than he was a technician. I took him as some kind of engineer, right? Because yeah. he, he he had that little mental lapse moment, and the machine broke or something, and he said, "I can fix I it." Something. And yeah. then he was able to fix the um, he was able to fix the little the, the, the toy bunny by rewiring it. Um then or whatever the thing was, I can't remember what it was, but he was able to fix it. That that made me that kind of lent me to believe, oh, this guy's clever, smart engineer guy. Um so I mean this is a little bit of a spoiler. I guess this is spoiling half of it. So okay. if you haven't seen it yet. Stop listening and go watch it. But uh, unless you just don't care, yeah, or if you don't care, the when the I guess the alien invader when they when I heard the wife crack the glass on his mask on the helmet, I guess mm-hmm. I wondered. Okay, so this is not this is not their like face. This is a suit. Yeah, yeah. And up until then, I wasn't sure that it was a suit. And then when you heard that grass, that glass crack, um, I thought, okay, so it's a helmet. So what does this person or being look like underneath? And then the even when they were uh, going into the apartment and the daughter was under the table hiding, I didn't, you know, the the invader kind of got in her face, and you could see her reflection in the glass, mm-hmm. I, at that point, still didn't know, or I guess this was before the, the cracking of the glass. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was kind of a little foreshadowing, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, but then the helmet finally comes off. Well, there's and, actually, and there's another moment of foreshadow that you're just unaware of, um, and it's in the trivia, which I'll read, I guess I can tell you now, I, I don't know if I captured it or not, if it was my the notes... But the the other big um, uh, okay yeah I'll I'll mention that in trivia so keep going in okay well anyway so then you see 
is it's a humanoid typeface. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, I'm still asking myself, okay, he looks like a human being, but is he a human being? Is he from another dimension? Is he from, is he, a, a, you know, from a different planet that just, they happen to look like us. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have any other clue as to what it might be. And you know how my, my rule is if the movie keeps me interested, I think it's a decent movie. Yeah. Up until this point, I wasn't interested. Okay. But as soon as the helmet came off, that's when it kind of piqued my interest of, okay, I need to actually pay attention to what's happening here. Um, and from that moment on, the rest of the movie, I was hooked as to what was going on in the story. And I, I've got to agree with Andrew. Um, I don't think this is a good movie in, in any shape or form, but the, the twist alone was enough to keep me interested in at least till the end. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was a, a fantastic idea that I don't know if I've seen before. Um, he wants to rock in a, in a movie like that. Yeah, I agree. I haven't, that was a thing. I hadn't, hadn't seen that before. Yeah, it was, it was, a, you're right. It, it was a neat trick. It was a neat, not trick. It was a neat, um, reveal. Uh, it was, Okay, so let's just, I'm going to stop beating around the bush. So here's the big reveal, right? Andrew mentioned that the, uh, they, they're basically able to subdue one of the alien invaders. They, he takes off his mask, and you find out that he looks like a human. And we're kind of not, like Andrew said, I wasn't even, again, I was the same way. I'm not 100% sure he is human. Um, because his, his tech looks so alien. His weapon looks alien. Um, nothing about what they're doing makes sense. So then my mind started thinking, well, maybe these guys are, Maybe this city is under attack, but only this city, right? Maybe this is uh, not like Hunger Games, but more like, um, what's that other dumb movie with the teen girl and the guy and the thing? Um, not Maze Runner. No, no, I know what you're talking about. What's the other stupid uh, Where, like, you're put into one of four houses or whatever. and Yeah. And... There were there were books about them and yeah, my wife read the Virgin. That's what it is. I had to literally look at my yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, the the lead actress had lots of body hair. Oh, that's right. Because I kept making fun of it, calling det- detergent. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, the Virgin <laughs> series, the big yeah. the big thing about that is like this isn't worldwide. This is just their city. Like they're an experiment. So that's kind of what I thought too. Is like, oh, maybe this isn't worldwide thing. Maybe this is like a localized to this city to see how a people would react to an alien invasion, right? Like, that's all the weird little things are going on in my mind. And I was pretty engaged in the movie. I didn't take very many notes because I was kind of, I was actually kind of enjoying it. Oh, and good. then the big reveal. Um, I need to heal over here fast. Oh, we better hurry up and heal that kid before he dies. And then he gets really <laughs> mad. Throws his controller down. Um, again, ladies and gentlemen, nothing we can do about it. Sam's doing his best to keep muting in and out. But... Um, the big, the big, the big reveal is simply that the Michael Pena and his world are all androids. They were all created with an AI system built in, and they were created to be a servient, subservient role to humans on this planet. They are your janitors. They are your caretakers. Your uh, maintenance guys. Your things like that. And over time. They start to, and as the movie progresses, we, we realize that Michael Pena's dreams are not dreams, they're actually memories. He's remembering 
The attack he is remembering is the initial attack where the humans decide we need to take out these androids or they're going to take us over, right? We don't, we want to, we want to preemptively strike before we get to the matrix, right? So, so they do that. So they, and so the androids win, right? That's the idea. The androids win. They win the earth and the humans leave and they go to Mars, and they say this. They go to Mars and they hang out for like 50 years before they build up forces to come back. And the reason why they're wearing suits is because they didn't know if we would have, you know, breathable oxygen still on the planet or if the androids had basically wrecked the Earth. And so this, but once I have this realization that he's an android, right? And there's this really great moment because Lizzie Chaplin's character is basically she's been hit by a shrapnel or something, and her power supply is damaged. And they, they get to a place where they can be safe. Michael Coulter's there, Luke Cage is there, and, and Michael Pena's all confused. He's like, wait a minute, you know what's going on? He's like, yeah, come inside. We've been preparing for this for some time. And then he's like, my wife is hurt. And then they're doing a some kind of very aggressive scan on her, and Pena's freaking out, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that to her? And he's like, the guy uses language like she's damaged, her system is shutting down, things like that. Phrases that we still use, but in the context, in the moment, make more sense. Um, yeah, and I didn't even catch that. Yeah, and I only yeah. caught it the second time when I was recording clips. Yeah. Um, and so then there's this, actually this really sweet moment where the, the, the man that they find, that this human that they've captured, right, um, has been kind of ordered to carry, physically carry her to the safe spot. And then he says, I can fix her. I can, you know, let me fix her. So the three of them are in a small room. And then that's when he, he literally like jacks them in. Like he takes the, he's the battery. Michael Pena is the battery and he's charging up Lizzie Chapel and he, he cuts open his chest. And that's when Michael Pena realizes that what he is is what he is. And he, he remembers, right? And, and so then they, they wake up and they have this kind of tender moment uh, in the movie where he's like, Hey, uh, why didn't you kill me? And he goes, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I didn't sign up to be killing kids and families because we were told you guys were all monsters, right? Again, that's a, a clip I actually captured later. I'd... Here's my point, though, okay? Here's where, I, where all of this boils down to this. This is my biggest beef with the whole movie is that, and I kind of joked earlier with uh, Sam and Andrew pre-show that this, you know, this movie has a plot hole. I, 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 I referenced the using the star as ammo in The Force Awakens size plot hole in this movie, okay? Okay. In the, we're in the future. We're far enough into the future from our timeline, 2018 and forward, that we've created AI that's smart enough and looks enough like humans that they believe they're humans. And we have been successfully, we had to successfully retreat from our planet and go to Mars. We have the technology to go to Mars, Okay. But we don't have the technology, one, to, 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 to send some kind of probe or, or shuttle or something to Earth to go, yep, air is breathable. We don't need these bulky suits. Okay? <laughs> and two... Yeah, because they've obviously got space flight because uh, they got there, you know. They could have said some probes. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's plot hole number one. That's not even the big plot hole. That's the small plot hole. Here's the big one, in my opinion. The one that, that actually ruins the movie, in my opinion. We have on this planet now, and it's not new technology. This is technology from, like, the 70s. 
actually technically technology from the 40s, but we're not going to get that. Why don't they just set off a series of EMP bombs? EMPs, yeah. And just hard reset the earth. Because that has to be a lot easier than going door to door blowing up buildings using um, traditional ammunition to individually kill every robot. Well, number one, it wouldn't be as uh, cinematic. You're not, you're not wrong. But number two, the only thing I could think of is that they've built in safeguards against EMPs into these things. Then, Yeah, then say that. Then say exactly. Then say that. Oh, no, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we never did get the perspective of the human in terms of that. No, but Michael Coulter could be having this conversation with, it could have been a side conversation with one of his guys, like, why haven't they launched EMPs yet? And he's like, oh, they, they know that those won't work on us. Yeah. Just say some dumb shit like that. I'm just, it, it can't be easier to blow up every building. And again, the movie only shows us this one city and, and these group yeah. of people leaving. So yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that if, if an entire, if there's, there's got to be enough of these things that an entire species leaves. There are 9 billion of us now. So how many of them, how many androids did we make in this future? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Are there not? Is there one to one ratio? Are there nine billion of these things on the on the planet? I mean, how how many of the numbers? And how did they? I still want to know how they beat us. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did they win? They didn't. Yeah. They they're just dudes with machine guns. Like, did they get a hold of our military system and in, in our, well, our I mean, launch code? AI AI can be awfully uh, interesting. I mean, all it takes is a, a network connection. But are they networked? They didn't seem like they were. They seemed like they were all autonomous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're all Bluetooth together. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. And maybe that's one of the reasons why people have kind of panned this movie is like of being lack of um, a future vision for the movie. I, I, the only, well, and we'll get around to when we do our, our, our personal numbers on this. I, I did not like this movie at all. Um, and I think it was mainly because of Michael Sarah, and I don't think he's a, a leading guy. Michael Pena, not Michael Sarah. That's a totally oh. different guy. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't want the kid from uh, um, not Kickass. Um, what's Corny's favorite movie? Um, crap, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. We don't need Scott him. Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't think he was a leading guy. I thought he it was very poorly acted on his part. I really did. Oh, I thought he was fine. I had no problem no. with him. No, no. <laughs> okay. Nope. I wanted him. I, all I wanted him to do the entire time was tell a funny story and then have other people speak in his with his uh, voice. <laughs> I um, know it's hard you know, to, acting out the stories. I know so. it's it's hard to 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 get past that, but you, I know. But I mean, in 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 shooter, he has a very serious. A serious part in Shooter, so um, I don't know. Um, I just I, I don't know. I uh, okay, hold on. Thanks for picking me up, brother. Well, you know, do you think I'm gonna miss my celly getting out? Hey, how's your girl, man? Uh, she left me. Oh. Yeah, my mom died too. <laughs> and my dad got deported. <laughs> but I got the van. 
<laughs> like that's that's what you want. That's what you're wanting, and that's obviously not the the role of uh, his role, you know. So uh, I'm looking for the thing that you're wanting me to play. I'm just I can't find it just yet. Hold on. Um, I'm scrubbing through here. Give me a second. Here it is. Here it is. This guy's got a big ass safe just sitting in the basement, just chilling. Of course, Ernesto comes to me because he knows I got mad demon skills. Of course, I ask him, did Emily tell Carlos to tell you to get to me what kind of safe it was? And he says, nah, dog. All she said is that it's like super legit and whatever's in it, it's gotta be good. What? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um. But I mean, he was super serious in Shooter, and and he's been serious in other roles. So I don't I don't have a problem with him being serious. I thought he was fine, but yeah, it's fine. You don't like him. I don't. I don't. There's there's actually a lot to not like about this movie besides just his his acting ability. In my opinion, yeah. um, I wanted more Michael Coulter, but just because I like when he talks, I just like the way he says things. Um, uh, I don't know. Let me get to my script. I'm trying to think. Um, the only other thing I didn't like about him is he was such a pushover up until literally the bullets started flying. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his wife seemed to kind of walk all over him. His kids kind of seemed to walk all over him. He just he just seemed like he needed to grow a pair. And then, but then once the bullets started flying, he seemed to kind of be, you know, he he was kind of good and kind of cool and calm under pressure. But I don't know. It's just. That seems strange, um, and maybe that's what his AI was programmed to do. I, I don't know because he was a repairman. Um, excuse me. I also wrote, "I admire abandoned dudes fighting back, but small arms against a ship was not a good idea." I thought that was pretty funny. All those guys with shotguns and hunting rifles, and the little flying ship comes over and just lays them out. Well, speaking of, here's another problem I have. Okay. The humans have created these weapons that shoot through anything. Sure. And the artificial intelligent beings have beaten the humans and kicked them off the planet. Yet the AI is still using shotguns and... Con con conventional munitions. Yeah. Until the ex machina train gun shows up. Right. Out of nowhere. Um that CGI'd in at the end to give them a way to retreat. No, you're not wrong. Um, I still don't understand also how the, tr the the train, they're like, hey, we can get on this train and we'll be safe. It's like they don't have any flying ships nearby because they were in the city and all of a sudden they pooped out in the country really quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's one of those uh, those Tesla um, oh, you those. Know, tunnel hyperloop trains. That also disappears into the ocean. Oh, yeah. They've been planning that for years, man. Well, they had 50 years to build it. I mean, I'm fine with that, but... Um, but you think they'd have 50 years of, of very smart AI to build some sort of uh, anti-aircraft? Um, yeah, it just seems like even the handful that were still there... I mean, if, if the idea is that they wanted to... They want to live, right? They have. They feel like they have earned the right to live, and we can talk about mm -hmm. the moral discussion if we want. But they feel that they've earned the right to live on this planet, their home, where they were created, 
and they 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 kicked the humans off again. However many are still left that they didn't kill, they kick us yeah. off the planet. And then, like you're saying, they don't spend the next fifty years just building a an, an air force or something. I mean, the moment the first ships should have entered the atmosphere, I mean, wouldn't the, the AI people still have? Like, like, wouldn't they be doing the things that we were doing? You know, national defense. Like, isn't the Hubble still up there? Like, they should aim the Hubble at Mars the whole time. <laughs> like, there's, there's, and, and no, this was coming. Yeah, there, there's no way it should have gotten as bad as it as it got. No. Um, and going back to your your, I know you made the joke about they're all Wi-Fi connected to connected. If they were, then someone should hit a button that sends out a. I mean, heck, the president now can send a text message to every phone in America and say hi. I mean, like the AI could have done that. Like everyone in the all the everyone's AI just gets red alert and everyone goes into defense mode. Uh, just I don't know. the 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 twist was cool, but it it by them being robots. It, I don't know. It's See just, like, it, it kind of makes the, the plot holes just emerge like a spaceship with a gun on the front. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's whatever. But that was like the last, the, the, also my last note was we had a hopping man. So the, the, the human, the only human that talks in the whole movie, the only human we physically see that's mm-hmm. not on a TV screen. Um, or I guess, or that lady that that bumps into Izzy Chaplin and says, "Get out of my way, synthetic!" Um, like he says, "I'll hold him off, or I'll go tell them that you're not here, or something." And then we don't see him again. So is he our hopping man for this episode? It's been a while since we've had one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought maybe like the. Like, he got killed. In my mind, I thought he got killed, but apparently he must have... He just hangs out in that room and then... Just leave, yeah. I mean, someone's going to eventually show up and be like, hey, where's your helmet? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I did like <laughs> his um his his gun GPS thing. That was actually kind of clever. Like, that was clever. And it would make sense. If your gun was taken by an android, that was very c- clever of them to make them only good for humans. You have to have a pulse yep. in order to shoot the gun. That totally makes sense. Um, and that they put little GPS trackers, and then the fact that his... But does that mean, like, his arm has to have, like, steam in it all the time? Like, does it, is, this, is, this, is that what that suit's for? It's not oxygen, right? It's just covering... It's just carrying all the, the compressed CO2 so that he can shoot that steam out so that he can look at his hologram. Is that what that's for? Apparently. No, okay. Maybe it takes body heat and converts it to steam. <laughs> <laughs> You're stretching it, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before I knew they were aliens, or I mean humans, I thought they were just aliens. I wrote, "Wow, these aliens are brutal." Because you know the the wife is holding on to the the the, the mother's holding on to the daughter off the edge of the building, and they just fly by and shoot them both up. I'm like, "Holy crap, these things are brutal!" And then once you find out what they are, it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, they're robots. They're robots." And so I guess that that gets into the moral the moral question, right? Is do the robots have a right to live on the earth? And that just goes to, it kind of goes to how you believe AI. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we watched Ex Machina and we all of us kind of felt bad for 
What's his name? <laughs> Everybody. Ca- Caspian. Not Caspian. What's his name? Yeah. Cassian. Not Cassian. What's his freaking name? Poe. Poe Dameron. Red- yeah, Poe yeah. Dameron. We all kind of felt, and he, he, even though he was an asshole to the redheaded guy, he got stabbed by his, yeah. his robot twice. Like, you kind of feel bad for him, right? Like, he's not really the bad guy Um, in that movie. There's not really a bad guy. I mean, technically, honestly, the bad guy is the, the lady robot that, that locks her, boy, yeah. her, her boyfriend in the house. Ooh, it's a lady. Um, the ultimate friend zone. No, no kidding. <laughs> Which is locked in this bedroom forever. <laughs> this is where the friend zone is. Is locked in here forever. Um. So I mean, I don't. I don't think. Uh, again, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with the humans saying we want to come back. This is our home, right? Like we were put here, mm-hmm. whether by divine creation or by evolution, is irrelevant. We were put here. We created you to make our lives easier, and then you evolved into what you are and whatever. So I, I don't have a problem with that. So I don't look at the humans as the bad guys. They're just the antagonist from the point of view of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm totally cool with human guy, though also not killing them because he has a family. He did not expect to see, to see a family, a robot family. Um, and I was describing this movie to somebody else and they're like, so you're saying that no, none of the robots think it's weird that they don't have to go to the doctor or <laughs> they don't look alike. Like the fact they don't look like each other. That was the one thing I was wondering too. Is like, man, them girls don't look anything like Michael Pena. Like, is there something? No. Is there something going on? We should find out. And we do find out they were technically adopted. Yeah. Um, Although they've got some sort of genetic trait to be elderly annoying. Yeah, like, and for 50 years, right? Don't you think you'd have had enough of the same arguments with your kids for 50 years? <laughs> I mean, I love my children, but if my if my six-year-old is six for 50 years, I'm going to go insane. Maybe that's why they decided yeah. to, to go and murder the planet. Like, Yeah, that's that's the idea. That's a big-sounding dog you have next to you, Sam. Yeah, it's it's a big one. <laughs> oh, and now it's on the couch with me. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Sam was attacked by kids playing Fortnite and now dogs at his new place. Um, uh, oh, good Lord, now put its ass in my face. Oh, nice. No, so it's a cat. That's what you're saying. Um... I also thought it was impressive. Well, okay, this makes sense now. I was like, wow, that's impressive that his arm thingy had a detailed subterranean map of the city. But it actually kind of makes sense why. Because they probably just, you know, had the maps with them when they went to Mars. They're like, we need all this data on our home planet. So it makes sense now. It didn't at the time. I'm like, how would these aliens have detailed maps of the subterranean? That doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Um... All right, anything else you want to complain about this movie before I get to clips? Yeah. Sam, are you are you uh, did you survive the dog attack? No. He's not responding. And he's not muted. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, did the dog kill him? Maybe so. Oh, crap. The camera's on. This is freaking me out. Isn't that weird? Everybody's in bed now. Oh. This image of you is terrifying. 
It's just Blair. Blair I mean, yeah, it's literally like Blair Witch Project, only much scarier because I we know who it is. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, um, anything you want me? Anything you want to add, Sam? Before we uh, we go to clips? Uh, I not really. Okay. Maybe the clips will 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 trigger something. Um, I only I didn't capture a whole lot of clips because there's really not a lot of clips. There wasn't a lot of dialogue that wasn't these long speeches. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than just yelling at each other to get down or something. Um, Here we go. Number one. It's 30 seconds long, so hang in there. We're not alone. But they they don't want us to know what's coming. They want to control us. They don't want us asking questions. That's why they erase our thoughts. Because if we knew what was coming, chaos. Chris. Do you want to come through? We're not crazy. I just... I need this to stop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's not crazy. He just needs it to stop. Um, I don't remember what this one is, so here we go. We need to barricade the door. With what? Peter, come on! Oh, yeah, I like that part. We need to barricade the door. With what? You got a whole house full of crap. You think of something. Um, again, once more, proving that he's kind of spineless. Um, oh, uh, 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 system crash. It's your, your wife. The damage is way beyond our ability to repair. Look, if she could make it through the evacuation, she might have a chance, but her system's shutting down. Now, take out your wife and add in your iPhone, and that's like, that's generally terrifying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's your, your, your iPhone. Wife. The damage is way beyond our ability to repair. Look, if she could make it through the evacuation, she might have a chance, but her system's shutting down. And I, I refer to my phone as a she also, so it makes sense. Um, 33, here's some of the, um, the, the dialogue of the TV announcer people. And I captured this for the, literally the last three seconds of the clip for a very specific reason. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. It's your, your wife. But not that clip, this clip. Synthetics will take over the world. AI will take over the world. Does that not scare you? That they're starting to wake up to the idea that they were designed to serve us? We are not God, but we are their God. Because we created them. And that makes us their God. And that gives us the right to do with them whatever we want to. If we want to shut them down, we can shut them down. Genocides have always been about one race thinking they're better than the other race. What makes us better than the synthetics? The previous genocides in history were against human beings, not against created objects, not against can openers. Okay, so that phrase there... Can openers. I I captured that specifically for that reason. I think it's interesting that he uses the word can opener. Because in one of my actually kind of favorite uh, sci-fi movies is I, Robot with Will Smith. And before the, the robot in the movie is named Sonny, and before he starts calling Sonny by his name Sonny, when he still thinks Sonny is the bad guy, he calls him, he refers to him as a can opener and calls him canner the whole movie until towards the end when he starts calling him Sonny when he realizes that he's not the bad guy. And I think that's interesting that they use that phrase in this movie. I don't know if that's a, a, a tribute to that. I don't know if Isaac Asimov used that phrase in his book, I, Robot, the original book. 
And that's why they made Will Smith say it. I, I don't know. But I just think it's interesting that... Or it's just it's an incredible coincidence. No comment? Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it, typically for a podcast... I'm just going to sit here with, with the dead fish eyes, you know, <laughs> like my students do to me, and just, just stare at you until you keep going. Okay. Yeah, typically for a podcast, it helps when you respond <laughs> to... <laughs> I, I thought an interesting comment, but I guess not. I guess that was way off base. Uh, that's fine. Uh, th- oh, that's that's perfect. Yeah, that's it's just perfect. No, it's great. Uh, sixteen seconds, and at the end, well, this is why AI eventually takes over the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. So, why am I helping you? Because no one said I'd be coming down here killing kids and families. It's not what I signed up for. That's a trope. Not what I signed yeah. up for. Yeah. Such a trope. Um, and then here seems he was pretty content on killing them until he had the uh, helmet knocked off him. Well, again, it seemed like he he was intent on killing them until he saw that he had a child, and then he chased them to get his gun back, and he still fought with them a little bit. But I think once he kind of realized that the dude was protecting his wife and kids, like. Like everything until the moment that he realized he was an android was human. It was a very, they're all human, you know, emotions that I must protect my wife and kids. So um, that's probably what made it hard for, for him. And he said, and like he said, they, on Mars, they told me, he said, you chased off my grandparents. You know, I, I only know life on Mars. And we were told you guys are these horrible things and you're not. So. Uh, here's, uh, 29 seconds of Luke Cage saying things. A few of us like me kept our memories so we could prepare for this day. But now they're all going to have to remember. Because this, this is not over. We'll be safe at our underground base for now. There we'll finalize our plans to take back home. So be ready. So there's secret underground place. Is it called Zion? Are you gonna have a, a rave while you're in the mud? No. Okay. Uh, it's like the Matrix, but reversed. This movie. Yeah. yeah. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I sure am. Uh, the train scene was filmed in Belgrade, Serbia. There wasn't much trivia for this movie, by the way. So <laughs> it's, I, I wanted to capture at least some of it, so it's a little thin. The train did not need any quote-unquote makeup as the train operates in this condition regularly. The underground station was made for a metro line that has never been finished. So all that graffiti and crap all over it, that's what the train looks like. Lizzie Chaplin's real-life husband, Tom Riley, plays Chris in the wellness center patient that warns Peter. So that first clip I, I played. That's her husband. So good for him. Uh, and I mentioned this, I teased this earlier, Andrew. The clues to their true state of being are prominent in the beginning of the movie, particularly during the party scene. 
An entire apartment full of people, yet no one is eating or drinking. So they're at a party, and not one of them has a glass of wine or a beer. Yeah, it's supposed to kind of lend us to make it, you know. Oh, yeah, that's not. Yeah, so anyway. All right. Excuse me while I whip this out. So we've we've done similar to this. We did creator created turns on creator, which this movie would fit that uh, that uh, whatever. But we decided just to do simply movies with AI. Um, that is that dog still all over you, Sam? Uh, it's it's wandering around me now. Yeah, okay. Sounds like he's licking the microphone. It does sound like he's licking the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. Whatever. This episode will, will go down truly as one of the more special ones, along with Andrew's falling asleep and um, <laughs> that, that one time where Corny had to drive to his college and piggyback off the Wi-Fi from his Dodge Challenger or his Charger, yeah. I mean, uh, his Dodge Charger in the parking lot and not get pulled over by the cops. <laughs> Lots of special episodes in our 230. Uh, who knows what will happen next. All right, so we're doing uh, AI, just movies where a character in the movie, I guess, or whatever, is an AI, true AI. So I guess Andrew will lead off as Sam continues to wrestle with what I can only assume is the dog from Cujo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to go uh, out the door quietly. <laughs> I've been told I can go home. You're, you're successfully going quietly. Uh, uh, the number three would be <laughs> uh, TARS in Interstellar. Oh, sure. Uh, number two, I'm going to have to say uh, the, the Terminator. Okay. And number one, Edward Scissorhands. What? Is he a robot? He can see, he's, no, he's, he's artificial intelligence. Is he? Oh, I've, I've misunderstood that movie for years. Okay. Well, I mean, he's not computer artificial, but he's artificial, isn't he? I guess it's probably been... It's probably been close to 28 years since I've seen that movie, so... Well... Then we won't count that. I'll say the. Uh, oh, okay. Well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> um, do whatever you want to, Andrew. This episode is weird. <laughs> Make the rules, whatever. Um, then I'll say the uh, the ship in uh, Wally. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't say um, flight of the navigator ship. When you said ship, that's what you're going for. Yeah. That's good. I'll go Disney this time. No, that's fine. Yeah, so that, I'm, I'm start, more of them are starting to come come fast and furious for me. Yeah, Andrew, uh, Sam, as you sit from the confines of your motor vehicle, say, "Oh, he's gone." I bet you he he got out of the Wi-Fi signal and Google Hangouts dropped him. I bet you that's yep. exactly what happened. Yeah. So we'll either wait for him to rejoin the call or. We will just say goodnight to Sam. Uh, and, and know that it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'm sure somehow he was going to work work in there, the <laughs> autonomous driving Ford Explorers in Jurassic Park somehow, or 
that's the stupid Ned thing going, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word or something. I don't know. Was, uh, does, does artificial intelligence, though, have to be computerized? Um, I don't know, but I don't know how, how or is else. Or anything that's man-made? I wouldn't know how else it would be. Like, how, I mean, it's got to be. That's why I said it, Edward Scissorhands. So, like, you would say, like. He's not a robot, but he was created by a person. So, like, Frankenstein. So, Frankenstein's monster, you're saying, is would also be considered artificial intelligence, even though he's. He's using the brain of an uh, originally live person. Yeah. Um, well, that, that yeah, is, I guess you got a point that there. That has gone through a hard reboot because it doesn't. It, it died, lost. You know, it lost blood, and therefore, um, you know, it doesn't work or whatever. But uh, whatever. I don't. I don't know. Um, there's there's a lots of really other good. Um, basically, every other AI we've ever kind of interacted with is robot related um of course you know you got your your classics like r2d2 and c3po and your star wars um i also i wrote well my top three um uh, i did johnny five from short circuit yeah um my number two was i actually did the uh the hal hal 9000 from 2001 a space odyssey 9,000, Hal, 2,000, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, Hal from 2001. And originally yep. I had Wally, like just Wally. Um, but since you said Wally, so I'm moving it to, uh, my number one is Data from Star Trek. I, I figured that would be your number one anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah it should be. Um, and rightfully so. I was trying to think, there isn't really any AI in Serenity, so I can't, I can't work like all three of my favorites uh, into one. Um, so, so I guess same is gone uh, for the night. Um, oh, I need to delete that. That doesn't make sense in our context anymore. So, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to pause the show real quick. Okay, uh, we got Sam back, um, and maybe. And what happened is what exactly what we thought. He walked away from the house, lost his Wi-Fi. Google Hangouts kicked him out, but now we're good. Uh, and so, Sam, we are waiting for you to give us your top three movies with AI or your your AI character. Excuse me. Okay, AI character. I'd have to go. Um, my number three would definitely be the Terminator. Um, okay. And I've got to go with Terminator Two, Terminator. Sure. The the liquid metal one. Oh yeah, the T one thousand. No, no, no. I gotta go liquid metal. No, that's that that's, awesome. that's who he was. That's the T one thousand. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't keep track of uh, model numbers. <sighs> okay, <laughs> they said it like so. a thousand times in that movie, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Even though his special power kept kind of changing throughout the movie, yeah. it was a little weird, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And then, um, oh god, I just forgot the name of the darn movie. Um, it was in the '80s, and it was the robot that got struck by lightning. And oh, turned... Short Circuit. That's what I said. Thank you, Short Circuit. Yeah, I said that one. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, my number one has to probably be uh, C-3PO or uh, R2D2. Oh, okay. I was yeah. You you said one of each of ours. I was going to see if you were going to because uh, Andrew mentioned. Um, one of the, the robots from Interstellar. Ah, yeah. So ours. 
Yeah, I was actually, so we were then joking, you know, how you were going to worm your way into Jurassic <laughs> Park and be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really tried, but there, there really isn't much there uh, in terms of, of AI that's even halfway set in it. So. Yeah, the Unix system does not count as AI. No. <laughs> I tried to make the, the argument that it's created by man, so it's technically artificial. There you go. <laughs> With the, well, I wasn't using Jurassic Park. I was using Edward Scissorhands as my. Oh, okay. Okay. That's yeah. right. So, like, we're saying that the Frankenstein's monster would be an AI. An artificial intelligence. But <laughs> but not really, because it was a human brain that's just been hard reset. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like saying my son is an AI because Sarah and I made him. <laughs> um, and there are times but when... But that's I, the difference between artificial, though. Yeah. I mean, artificial basically means it has non-natural. To be, it has to be a synthetic, right? It has to be synthetically created, right? Yeah. You know, in a lab, in a factory, in a warehouse, or whatever. Ooh, I yeah. just thought of another good one. Chappie. Chappie. Yeah. Chappie. Yeah. He was a good one. Um... That would have been, a, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right, cool. So that's kind of where we are uh, with the movie, Sam. And we're now to the part where I play this clip. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I wonder what that sounded like over your phone. Um, yeah, it's, it sounds really bad. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of like I probably sound really bad. Well, so. you sound like you're on a phone. I mean, it, it sounds like we're just having a phone call that I'm recording. It's not, it's actually not that. It's not, I'm live on set. Yeah, on set, which is in your car, driving from one location to the next. Yeah. <laughs> so just just people remember this when 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 um. Uh, wait, crap! I, I just screwed that all up. Um, like when you're watching a movie and you see people like talking. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I can hear them crystal clear. Or there's no road noise. Yeah, that's all garbage. You know, you know that, right? Like this. Oh yeah. This this yeah. proves it. So anyway. Uh, Andrew, you're out of 10 for this movie, Extinction, Netflix's own Extinction. Well, you know, this movie was uh, interesting in parts, but uh, it, I don't know. It just wasn't. There was a lot of issues, a lot of plot holes, a lot of, uh, a lot of especially the first third of the movie uh, just wasn't. It didn't, it didn't flow well. It didn't keep me interested. Um, the only thing I did enjoy about the movie was the, the turn, the plot twist, so to speak. And uh, after that, it kept me interested, but it wasn't, I don't know, just wasn't well well executed, uh, so to speak. So anyway, I'm going to give this a, I'm going to be right there with, uh, with Netflix and uh, ratings and with the, uh, IMDb at about a 5.6, 5.7. Let's go 7. 5.7. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sam. All right. Um, before I somehow get out of cell phone range or something, but um, I didn't like this movie. It's uh, it, it, I thought it was crap. Um, like I said before, it, it was hard for me to see Michael Sarah as the main actor. Michael of Pena. This. Michael Pena of the main actor. <laughs> um, I don't think he acted it well. I think he pretty much phoned it in. The one daughter with the horrible bangs 
screamed the entire time and whined, and I just wanted to slap her and throw her to the uh, so-called aliens. Mm. Um, I I was annoyed by this movie. It really. I was watching it last week on on Wednesday, and I, it it put me in a bad mood. <laughs> I was just like, I hate this movie. I do not want to watch it. Hmm. But you got to give it a little bit of props in terms of just the interesting idea of AI and AI taking over and basically us as humans trying to take it back. And I thought that was fairly, at least an interesting thought experiment. Uh, So I got to give it a few points for that. I'm going to say only a three and a half from me. Oh, wow. You really didn't like it. Yeah. I did not like this movie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Put it on a a Sunday night, um, eight o'clock on ABC or nine o'clock on ABC and say, you know, a special ABC uh, Sunday night movie. Okay. I could see it there, but no, I don't see it there. I see this as a sci-fi Thursday night. We need, we need something to fill because we don't have new episodes of the expanse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, No, this, this, this is, this is a direct to sci-fi kind of a thing. Um, I didn't dislike it as much as you did. Now, again, context is everything, right? We've said this a, a, a hundred times on this podcast where sometimes a movie just catches you in the right mood or the right yep. frame of mind. And and I know that my boss doesn't listen to this show, so it's fine. But I watched this while managing an AV conference over the weekend. I was the, <laughs> I was the sound guy for a conference this weekend um, or this past week, and I watched it during the conference. So... <laughs> my my setting was in a tech booth in an uncomfortable chair with mediocre hotel food, but because I was so bored, this it like heightened the anticipation and the intensity and like everything of the movie. Right. Plus, I had to stop watching it like thirty eight times to adjust microphone <laughs> levels and and things like that. So, uh, so my attention was broken. Be- naturally because of my environment not because of the movie so it, it wouldn't have passed Andrew's law or Andrew's rule but that's because that wasn't an option um, <laughs> the movie it, it held my attention as long as it could and then until either my video guy next to me nudged me to adjust the microphone or I just I just noticed it plus I only I only got to listen to this with one ear Right, because I had the other here available for the for the conference. <laughs> so, with all of those prefaces and all those, um, so anybody on the left hand side of the screen, you never heard them. <laughs> something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, so I, uh, I so I didn't dislike this movie. I thought that the the, the you know, if we pretend we live it, literally, if they say the something, you know, make a reference to the EMP as a thing then I don't really hate this movie yeah. as much. I get, you know, I, I get why the humans don't want to nuke the planet because they want to come back and live. Um, but again, in a, in, a, in a world where we have, you know, bombs that can level cities, not in a tactical nuclear kind of way, just even a conventional munitions kind of way. Plus, they have, they've obviously advanced technology with lasers that can go through brick, stone, and concrete. Then... I, I'm still confused as to why the best course of action is to go and send in infantry and clear out buildings one at a time. Um, 
especially against a ground force that they assume is armed. Because when they left, that ground force was heavily armed. Yep. Um, so it, it seemed like a poor, a poor way to do it. And frankly, 50 years to, to rearm might not have been long enough. I don't know. So anyway, um, so I'm going to give it a five, just a straight five. Uh, unless that, no, that, that does good for the math. Uh, just a five. It was average. There's a lot of movies that we've watched recently that I like a lot better. Yeah. There's a lot of movies we've, we've watched recently that I hate. Um, but yeah, I would rather watch this than Buckaroo Banzai again. Or. No. See, I'm, I'd rather Buckaroo. Actually, I think you're probably right. I think I'd rather watch Buckaroo. Yeah. Banzai, just because that movie was so dumb. Still, what the heck's up with that watermelon? <laughs> I don't know, and, and just to hear John Lithgow and Christopher Lloyd say things is kind of. <laughs> I don't know it, it, it might be worth it. You're not. You're not. Good wrong. stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's kind of it, right? Um, yep. Like this. I got damn planet. Understand, monkey boy? Let's get out of here, John O'Connor. But John Warfin said we could kill her. <laughs> okay, yeah, you sold me. I'd rather watch that again than this. <laughs> Just to listen to Christopher Lloyd talk about John. Okay, all right, that's it. That's the show. Yeah. Um, yep. Next week, it'll be probably closer to a normal, I think. I don't think Sam is yeah. going to get called away on a slightly oh, non, non-emergency weird. emergency. Um, yeah, that's weird. Um. The things but, you do for friends. Yeah, or at least people that you go to church with. Yeah. Um, next week, oh, they're good friends. Uh, whatever. So you say. Uh, that just, you just need to you know, quietly mention your kid stays up too late playing Fortnite, and he's not very good. So um, anyway. <laughs> just, you, should, you, should, <laughs> you should totally throw him under the bus. Be like, hey, I was over there, and it was cool, and, and whatever his name is, uh, you know, Graham or Cody or Bobby or whatever his name is. Yeah. He was up he was up playing Fortnite and I gotta be honest with you. I'm a little well, I, I'm a little worried because he kinda stinks. You should just like like change <laughs> change you know what I'm saying? Like like make them think it's something bad and then just like <laughs> like I didn't I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, but when I was over there just babysitting for a little bit, I just I gotta be honest <laughs> with you. He was playing Fortnite, he kinda sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you might want to work on that. Maybe he needs to watch Ninja more or something on on you on, on Twitch. Just, he's not good. Aww. You should totally throw off like the bus. Just see what happens. I think it'd be funny as hell. Um, all right. Anyway, next yep. week we're doing um, Wind Talkers again. Not the movie that Sam's about to make fun of, but it's a movie about world, during World War II. Um, the Navajo sign language, um, uh, not sign language. The the Navajo create. Uh, a code breaking or a code uh, system that the Japanese can't break because of their language. Um, yeah, and uh, I've seen it before. It's a silent movie. It's, yeah. Again, it's not that. Um, just like it's not Michael Sarah, um, and, and all of the other things that Sam claims throughout the history of this pod. We should have created years ago a list of all the dumb things that Sam claims. We could have made a Twitter account of Sam proclaims. And it's yeah. just all the dumb yeah. stuff that Sam proclaims is true. Yeah. Like, like Catherine Zeta-Jones is Mexican. And, and she's not. And and all the other dumb things that you've said over the years. I should have been keeping a list. Dang, it's a shame. <laughs>
maybe some avid listener, if there is such a thing to the show, if maybe they yeah. they're like, oh yeah, I know all those dumb things. Um, it'd be fun to, to listen to. Yep. Do you think we have that listener though? I don't. We don't no. have that in the show, let no. alone a listener. Um, we don't. We don't have a co-host that would. Um... Oh, so we yeah, do we have, have some. Uh, uh, there's a radio station near us, and they they have these listeners called Priority One listeners that mm-hmm. listen every every single day. I don't think we have those. No. Well, <laughs> I I can only tell you that we have um, consistent downloads. That we have a, yeah. we have a number that we hit every week, and all that means is that a, that that number of people have hit subscribe and have not yet clicked unsubscribe. Thank you. That's that's all that means. <laughs> we have fooled them once. It at least makes us feel better that yeah. that you're downloading the show. Yeah, um, yeah we we fooled them once into subscribing, and they're just too lazy to to done. That's probably more accurate. Here, so I do have some kind of cool news. One, Sam has confirmed that our website will be coming back. Yes, um, very soon. So for those that actually liked the website, um, hooray. Um, we liked it because we could look back on some of this stuff. Yeah, it made it a little bit easier. Um, and, and and yay for Sam for having to do actual work for the show again. Um, <laughs> but really, really, do I ever actually do work for the show or is it more of a sabotage? Yeah, I mean, we always know that they, you're trying to secretly sabotage the show, which is fine. I, I told somebody about that. And they're like, really? And I'm like, oh, I, I had to um, originally, because I was explaining to them what a Google Doc was. Yeah. And I was explaining, I'm like, oh, in the Google Doc, you know, like when I first started the show, I made the mistake of giving everyone access to my, uh, to my Google Docs. And Sam would go in and alter my script. And, and the first couple of times were really clever and he got me. And, and so then it got to a point that, 30 seconds before the show, I would have to constantly be reading it. Like I'm reading ahead before I say any of my notes. And then I, then I came to the realization that no, I'm not going to give Sam permission to edit only to view. Um, So I I had to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah. I got to say Jurassic Park is the best a few times there. Yeah. The best one was in the Japanese movie. we did. That was the best. It was truly that was. was pretty clever. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. I, I give you. So the other kind of cool thing that happened is, uh, if you think back to a handful of episodes ago, um, episode two hundred and thirteen, when we did the movie called "The Lightest Darkness," which was that Russian yeah. film noir movie, which surprisingly not a lot of people downloaded, um, uh, but but. We um, I actually caught um a response from the director lady, who basically said, "Hey, thanks for doing our thing, our movie." Yeah. And she um she shared our our uh, Facebook post about it. And since then, we've had six more downloads to that episode from Russia. Yeah. So the the cast <laughs> of the movie. Some of the cast members listened to our podcast. Now I saw that. Uh, now I did see them like her her post too. Yeah, so I was like, the, heck yeah, yeah, they like their post. So that does prove one that they have Facebook in Russia, um, but also that that. Have so, you not been paying attention to our election election coverage? Yeah, in, that, in in Russia, Facebook posts you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, we actually had. Um, it was actually kind of neat. So we have. Um, we have downloads in Russia. We have um, uh, four downloads in Russia, which is kind of cool. So Sweet. I, 
And so I mentioned it to Sam on the phone the other day, and he's like, oh, now I kind of feel bad. Were we mean on the movie? I'm like, no, <laughs> we weren't that mean. I think we were fair on that one. Yeah, we were pretty fair. Um, and we were also almost just shy, probably by, if my math is right, by the new year. Uh, we will have hit 20,000 downloads all time. Wow. The podcast. So that's kind of cool. So And 15 listens. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're not you're not wrong. All right, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Yep. Um next I've got to get off before I use all my data. Yeah, you go go do your thing. We'll see you later. Um see you guys. Have yep. a great night. Have a good one. Um have a great night, listeners. Too Sam. And with that, all that fun stuff, I will now play the music for our outro and simply say um Thanks for listening. This has been a lot of fun and for bearing with all the weird stuff with Sam. Uh, leave us a review, just not on this episode, but leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Uh, pretty soon, CheapSeatReviews.com will be coming back, which is pretty cool. Um, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews, where you can um, kind of interact with us and talk with us. And If you have a movie request for us to do, um, next week, the reason why we're doing Wind Talkers is I think when we actually record, we're going to be recording on the such and such anniversary. I'll do the, I'll do the math next week of the attack on Pearl Harbor, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do a World War II movie. Um, <coughs> sorry, follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. And you can, of course, send your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, that's a good way to get a hold of us if you want us to do a particular movie. Um, or if you just want to complain about something that I missed, or yell at me for me not liking the movie The Shining. Um, so anyway, all of those things are true and real and are available to you. So on behalf of uh, Andrew and Sam and the dog and the kid playing Fortnite, this is Sean saying thank you for listening, <laughs> and we'll see you next week.